from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT here with you this morning and every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I appreciate you being a part of today's broadcast and being a part of the show, and uh, thank you for it here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com. Your one-stop sports shop and on MixLR.com backslash DT. MixLR is the live feed that, once again, is MixLR.com backslash DT. When you become a member there for free, it takes a couple seconds. And then some awesome things come to you from that. By listening to the show on that feed and becoming a member, you will have the opportunity to chat with me live in the live chat room during every live broadcast. I said live a lot right there, but it's true. So only members can chat with us in the live chat room during the show. And you have the opportunity to connect with us through your email and make it even easier to listen in to the show. So if you become a member on mixlr.com backslash call. DT, you get emailed every single time the show goes live, so you'll never miss a live show again. To all your devices, you will have a connection to us. From On all of the devices that you have, you'll be connected to us, which is really, really cool. So once the show goes live, you'll be sent an email. It'll say, wake up call is live. Click to listen. You open up your email, you click to listen, and there you are. It's as simple as that, as easy as that. I can't even say as easy as one, two, three, because it's only one, two. So it makes it e- even easier for that for you to be a part of the show. So make sure that you become a member on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora by going to mixlr.com backslash DT. So make sure that you check that out. And thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're Morning has been good so far. I hope it continues to be awesome. I hope you continue to have some fun here. I know that uh, this weekend has, you know, I it felt like a long weekend. It definitely felt like it was a weekend that didn't speed by us. And I'm going to talk about my weekend in just a moment here. But before we do that, I do want to uh, hop in here to a special message that we have from one of our listeners that is a member on the live feed so they could chat with us in the live chat room and because they could do that we get messages from them like this one which is a statement here that says today is my son's birthday he's three happy birthday Noah so let's give a shout out to Noah on his third birthday big time happy birthday to Noah here on wake up call with Dan Tortora So I hope you have a great day, buddy. Hope you have a ton of fun. I hope you have a great party. I hope you get some cool gifts. But above everything, I hope you know God loves you. I hope you know your parents love you. And I hope that you make memories that will last forever. Happy, good memories of being around family members and friends that love you dearly. So Noah, happy, happy birthday. I hope it's a great day for you. 
big time God bless for you on that. And uh, a shout out to my buddy Brandon, a happy birthday to him as well. His birthday was yesterday, but we were not on the air yesterday because we're on Monday through Friday. So happy birthday to Brandon. And, you know, happy memorial to my grandmother. You know, happy happy Remembrance Day, I guess we can say, to my grandma who passed away on June 24th of last year. I cannot believe that it's been a year. I cannot believe it's been a year. And if it's taught me anything, looking back on this year, I need to be a better person. I need to take better care of myself. I need to know what my grandmother would hope for me and live by that. And I need to, I, I do, I need to take care of me. I really have to take care of myself. And I just love, love, love my grandmother so much. I miss her dearly. And I hope that, and I know that she knows that I love her and I know that she knows that I'm here. So grandma, just, uh, just know that you got me and know that I love you. And I would do anything for you as you know. And I hope that you are safe and sound in heaven, which I know that you are. And I hope that you are uh, <laughs> you're having some fun up in heaven and, and definitely, you know, um, making God laugh, as I know that you will. And I know that you have, I'm sure. So happy Remembrance Day to my grandmother, which was yesterday, June 24th. Uh, Mass was beautiful. Thank you to St. Daniel's. St. Daniel's is, is uh, the church that I grew up in, so thank you to St. Daniel's for putting on a great Mass. Thank you to Monsignor Yannick and, uh, and to everybody that did did something nice for my grandma. I appreciate that very much. So we love you, Grandma, and uh, we always will, and you're always with me. So if I've learned anything in life, it's to be more like you, and it's to be better, for my, better to myself, and just to remember who you are and why you have always been that way. So I love you, G, and uh, I'll do anything I can for you. Anything. Just please uh, never leave my side. And I, I, I miss you. I really do. But I learned a lot from you. So if you have a grandmother, grandfather out there, Mom, Dad, somebody that loves you so dearly and, and you, you always kick yourself and you say, dang it, I don't see them enough, I, I don't go visit them enough, I don't spend enough time with them. You know, if you have that in the back of your head, if you have that notion of, I should go see my grandmother, I should go see my grandfather, you know, I need to spend some more time with them, don't put it off to the next day. Do it today. Please. Do it today. Do it today. Because I will promise you... That no matter how long they live, which my grandmother lived to be a hundred and a half and nine days. So for those playing the home game, that's a hundred years, six months, and nine days. I still look back and I'm like, oh, I could have, you know, I wanted to take her to the zoo again. And, you know, I wanted to go see another movie with her. And I wanted to sit with her. And so, I mean, just... If you have that feeling inside of you, in your gut, that you need to be there, then be there. No questions asked. Just be there. Just be there. I don't have any regrets with my grandmother. But I miss her terribly. 
And Orange Avenger put in a message this morning, said, how about if you have a kid, stop and relax and be sure to make some time for them. It's a two-way street. Amen. Amen, brother. If you have a kid, stop and relax and be sure to make some time for them. It is a two-way street. It is. You know, y'all know in my life, I've had some people in my family that are one-way streeters and I have some two-way streeters, you know, and when someone's older than you, they have this notion of not everybody, but you know, some people that I've dealt with, unfortunately in my family, they have this notion of I'm older than you. So you better be here for me, you know? You got to respect me. You got to be around me because I'm the elder. And the funny thing about that is you're never going to win that argument because you're never going to be the elder because they're older than you because God put them on the planet before they put before he put you on the planet. So they're never going to they're never going to be able to I mean you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You're never going to change that. You're never going to change an unwinnable argument. And whenever somebody says to me, I demand respect, and I say, why? And they say, because I'm older than you. I say, well, you know, rapists are older than me. Murderers are older than me. Child molesters, are. there's ones that are older than me. Should I respect them too because of that notion? Well, Daniel, that's gross. Okay, well, then what are we talking about? It's not about respecting elders, it's about respecting people who do something that make you, you know what I mean? It's the way that they are that makes you respect them. If somebody's a horrible person, I don't have respect for how they treat people. And it is a two-way street. And Orange Avenger brought up a really good point. If you have, you know, I say go see your parents, go see your grandparents. If your parents don't call you, if your parents don't spend time with you, if your parents don't make efforts with you or your grandparents don't make efforts with you, if they always expect you to call them and they always expect you to go to them and they always expect you to do for them, but they don't do anything for you, they don't just call you up to say hi, they don't call you up just to say, I love you, kid, I'm proud of you, kid, then yeah, that needs to change, you know? And us as children or adults, and I know this might sound like a strange foreign concept to some adults, but... If you don't call your children up and tell them that you love them and that you're there for them, if you only call your kids when you need something, that wears on your children. If you're not there for your kids or you're only there when it's convenient for you or easy for you or if you don't have to do anything, then you're there. Then that's sad. If you raised a good kid and that kid says, hey, can you help me out with this or can you just sit and talk with me for a few minutes? You better do it. People that, that have children that are flying off the handle and going crazy, you know, those parents are like, God, I wish I had a kid that would listen. God, I wish I had a kid that would just sit down and talk with me. God, I wish I had a kid that I could just get lunch with. But then there's some parents that have kids that they could just sit down and talk with that are good kids that can go and get lunch with them, that pray for them every night, that love them and appreciate them and want to hug them and kiss them like crazy. And they don't call those kids. They don't sit with those kids. They don't spend time with those kids. And those kids go, what did I do wrong, Mom? What did I do wrong, Dad? The answer is nothing. 
It's what your parent did wrong. It's what your parent is doing wrong. So it is a two-way street in life. Respect the love that you have around you. Appreciate the love you have around you. God gave you that, and there is someone in this world that is begging God for that. Just remember that when you don't appreciate your your parents or your parents don't appreciate you. Appreciate your kids, your grandparents, your parents. Appreciate everybody in your life that shows you love. Your friends, brothers, sisters. Blood doesn't mean anything. It's how people treat you. So to the people that treat you well, love them up like crazy. Pray for everybody. Not saying if the people are mean, don't care. Pray for everybody. But spend your time around the people that love you like crazy and appreciate those people. Because someone in this world is begging for them. Begging for somebody to love them like that. So be good to your kids. Kids, be good to your parents. Let's hop into the morning menu. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu that is live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Got a great morning here for you on a Monday. If anybody's hating on a Monday, I'm going to tell you something real real easy, real quick. Don't hate on Monday because Monday's a, a day that God woke you up. Okay? It's as simple as that. I'm not gonna, I don't even have to say anything more. God woke you up on this day. So... Monday's only going to suck if you make Monday suck. Don't make Monday suck. I know it's after the weekend. I know we're conditioned to believe that Monday is the worst day in the world because it's the day that comes after Sunday. But guess what? God woke me up today. I'm talking on the radio. I'm doing what I do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the special engagements we do. I've been on the radio every day of the week. I've been on Saturdays and Sundays before, Monday through Friday right now. So I love every day. Monday is awesome because Monday's another day that's a gift from God to go out there and do great things. So you know what, Monday? Whatever people had to say about you, Monday, I love you, okay? I love you very much because I'm very super, super proud to be sitting with a microphone inside of my studio that I own on a Monday. And we're very excited to share 2020 athlete Marquise Buford Jr.'s story today that involves football, Chick-fil-A, and Jim Carrey. Uh-oh. It's very fun. <laughs> so listen live today, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, coming up in uh, just about eight minutes. Marquise Buford Jr. is going to be joining me on Wake Up Call to tell his story, and I can't wait. I'm really excited about that. And then after that, right after Marquise Buford 2020, by the way, he's been offered by Syracuse, so... So all you Syracuse fans that listen to the show devoutly, please know that. He's been offered by Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State. And then coming up at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time today, Seven McGee is going to be joining me. That's right, Seven, S-E-V-E-N. That's his name because he is the seventh child of his mother. So they named him Seven. He's got six older sisters, the first boy, and he was named Seven. At just 16 years old, Seven has, well, seven offers. 
from Syracuse, Nebraska, Arizona State, Florida, Oregon, USC, and Utah. Even though he's only 16 years old, he has verbally committed to Oregon because it was his dream school, but he has plenty of time to get more offers, and seven already. He is from Rochester, moved out to Harbor City, California, so just make a note of that, folks. He is out in California, but didn't grow up that far away from Syracuse. 2021 Athlete 7 McGee is going to be joining me at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time today and will carry us out uh, most of the second hour of the show. So for you Syracuse recruiting fans, your college football fans, your 7 McGee fans, your Marquise Buford Jr. fans, your fans are just good stories from good kids who have good heads on their shoulders, well, that's all coming up on today's show, as it always does. So once again, Marquise Buford Jr. at... 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time today, and he is a 2020 athlete with offers from Syracuse, Utah State, and Toledo. And then at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time today on Wake Up Call, Seven McGee, an athlete from Rochester, now playing in Harbor City, California, with offers from Syracuse, Nebraska, Arizona State, Florida, Oregon, USC, and Utah. They'll both be joining the show in just a little bit here for your listening pleasure, and I appreciate them being a part of the show. Orange Avenger said, if you're in Disney on Monday, Monday's awesome. That's true. But if you're not in Disney and you're dreaming about Disney, Monday is still awesome. So just remember that, folks. You don't have to be in, you don't have to be anywhere doing anything to wake up in the morning and God's got breath in your lungs and you just say thank you. That's it. You just say thank you. That's it. So, Coming up here, like I said, in just a couple minutes, we have two big-time athletes already getting looks in a class of 2020 and 2021. It's so hard to believe, but we're in 2018 right now, so it's not that far away. But to think, to think 15, 16, 17-year-old kids getting a bunch of offers with at least two more years to play, three more years to play high school ball, crazy. But it just goes to show the talent that they have. So Marquise Buford, I can't wait to share that story with you and Seven McGee as well. Great stories in their own right from from nice young men here. And I'm very, very excited to be able to bring that to you here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Wake Up Call DT.com, your one-stop sports shop. And on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT. We've told So many stories over the years, over a thousand sports figures have been on the show. I lost track at some point, (laughs) but I'm really, really, I'm I'm honored. I'm honored of all these, and I bring it up that we've had over a thousand people on the show because, you know, people tell you it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. People that are all about the quantity, please understand, those are probably people that you want to stay away from. It's about the quality, but I can tell you this, with having what we have, the quality and the quantity meet each other, because the over a thousand people that have been on the show, they've brought a lot to the show, they've been awesome with the show, and their stories have been exciting to tell, so I'm happy to know that we have had the voices that we've had on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, and coming up next For the first time ever, Marquise Buford Jr. will be one of those voices added to that pool of 1,000-plus on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So we'll take a step aside for a fast break, and we will come back with Marquise Buford in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. 
This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily. You know, we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Hi, this is Domenico Vitali, owner of Giovanni's Formalwear, where you look great and feel even better with our renowned tailoring and alteration services on any suit or any tuxedo from anywhere. Call 315-455-8729. That's 315-455-8729. 8729. Stop in locally on Route 11 in North Syracuse next to the Ponderosa Plaza where you can choose your style, get fitted, and tailored all at Giovanni's Formal Wear. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your event, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing.
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, live for you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We appreciate you all tuning in, and if you have not become a member, make sure you do it for free on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That is the live feed. We're on the line right now with Marquise Buford Jr. from Trinity Christian in the state of Texas. At the time of our conversation, this 2020 recruit has offers from three different schools, Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State, and we're happy to have him on the line for the first time. Marquise, how are you doing today? Pretty good, and yourself? I'm doing very well. And Marquise, 2020, we, we got a ways away. You've got a couple more years uh, playing at Trinity Christian, so... Just bring me into, you know, the opportunity you have right now, already having three offers. Just just what you think about that, and if you ever anticipated that you'd have three offers or an offer with a couple of years to play football still left in high school. Um, it's just a blessing knowing that I got them so early, and I still have time to basically get better at my craft and that more schools can see me, like, get better at what I can do. And, and I love the quote that you have right now, the pinned tweet that you have on Twitter. And if you want to follow Marquise Buford Jr., you can follow at JR underscore Buford. You said, game needed life, so I put my heart in it. Just to go into that a little bit deeper and, and why you chose to say something like that. Um, I chose to say something like that because, like, I notice a lot of people, they, like, just play football to play football. Like, they don't have, like, a desire for it. And, like, they don't put their all into it. But with me, I give, like, everything I have. If I have to sacrifice something I want to do just to go and do something for football, it's going to happen, like, in a snap of a finger. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just, like, that's my life. So you have this, uh, like you said, some people just play it. They're just out there doing it, whatever. You put your heart in it. When did you fall in love with football? Speaking of your heart being in it, when did this all start for you? Um, I started football around, like, six years old, but, like, I didn't really get serious with it until I was nine, and that's when I really started, like, hitting the gym during, doing, like, a hundred push-ups and sit-ups every night, and then just working on my craft to get better with my dad. So, you start this at six, but it kind of comes into it after that. Why did you, you know, like you said, you started playing at six, but weren't really serious about it. What did it for you, ultimately, what was going on to go a little bit deeper into your story that you just got to a point where you said, this is something that I have to do. It's in my blood. It's in my veins. Honestly, it was when I scored my first touchdown. I remember I was running and quote me on this. I talked to my grandma after the game. She said, what did you see? And I said, I just felt light. And ever since then, it's been like my desire to like, I just love the game. Honestly, so your grandmother said after you scored your first da- your first touchdown, what did you see? I saw light, and and that describe that a little bit deeper. What I mean, what did you see? We're just running, and and you just saw a bright light ahead of you. I mean, bring me into that. I was running, and I heard the crowd yelling my name. It's like nothing you've ever felt before, and the light wasn't so like it felt like. God was telling me that this is what I need to do and this is going to be my love and passion for the rest of my life. Speaking here with Marquise Buford Jr., 
saying here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora that he saw that light and that when when did you score that first touchdown? Do you remember, you know, how old you were and do you remember more about the game outside of speaking with your grandmother? It was my I think I was eight years old in my Mighty Might football team and we were actually losing because that year we weren't so good and I think I was the only player on that team who scored the whole season. So eight years old, you go and you talk to to grandma about this. How important is your grandmother in your life? Because, I mean, to have this conversation with her and for you to say, you know, I played it's I started playing at six. And then when I really started taking it serious was when I scored my first touchdown. I was eight years old, mighty mites. And you remember this conversation you had with your grandmother. So how important is your grandmother to your life? Uh, she's very important to me. She's actually the reason I started playing football. We were riding past one of the fields, one of the field houses by her house. And we saw the flyer and she said, is this something you would like to do? And I was like, yes, please. Because all of her brothers had played football and she thought I should get into it early. So she plays a very positive role and like, she puts a lot of money and time into my football stuff. So I thank her for that too. Let's let's shout out grandma. Let everybody know her name. Uh shout out Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> and and what would she and what would she say if you were talking about her? If she found out if she was there right now and you're talking about her on the radio, what would she say? Uh she'll probably be like some stop it, that's my job or something like that. She's very humble what she does for me and my brother so miriam uh, is shouting her out here on the show you said she she puts a lot of time and effort and money toward all of this what can you say about you know what you've learned from your grandmother and and what you've taken away from her what makes her so special in your life outside of everything that she's given to your dreams what else makes her so special to you um she's very unselfish like if she only has a few dollars left and she needs something but and my parents or I call her for something for football then or anything not even just football in a snap of a in a drop of a dime she'll have it and like I'll get it right away no questions asked about it or anything that coming from Marquise Buford Jr. giving a shout out to Miriam, his grandmother, showing some love here. Has she given you any moves on the football field? She give you anything? Any even a touchdown celebration oh, or nah, two? That's all my that's all my dad right there. He taught me everything I know really. And, and let's shout out dad too. Let's uh let, let let's talk about him a little bit here and his importance to you. Oh man. This guy, he's Everybody thinks he's crazy because, like, how hard he pushes me. But I love him for it, honestly. Because without him pushing me to be, like, great, I don't think I would have been where I am right now with three offers this early. And he doesn't just, like, work, 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 work. He also teaches me stuff. So, like, he'll teach me the intellectual part of the game and tell me what reads I need to see or what route I need to run if the defense is doing this coverage. And what does it mean to you to carry his same name as well? Uh, I just like to like think of it as a legacy. Like He started off the name, and I'm going to be the one to finish it and show everybody 
what the name means. And and what does this name, Mar- what does it mean to you? I mean, when we look at this, we look at Marquise Buford, what does that name mean? Like you said, your dad started off the name. You're going to be one. To, you're going to be the one to show what it what the name truly means. What does this name truly mean? It means that you're seeing somebody that's never going to stop working and that's going to give their all into whatever they do. Not only just football, but in the classroom or if they're helping someone out, anything. They're just going to get their all and try to be the greatest to like try to be the best to do it. That coming from Marquise Buford, Jr. Marquise, uh, as far as your recruitment so far, these three offers that you have at the time of our conversation, Syracuse, Toledo, Utah State, what position are they looking for you to play? Because I know that you played multiple. So what have they recruited you for? Um, Toledo recruited me as a DB, and Syracuse and Utah State are both looking at me as an athlete, so both DB and receiver. What do you like the most between defensive back and playing wide receiver, defense and offense? If you if you got the cho- got to choose what you're going to do in college, what would you want it to be? Um, I honestly don't know because I like defense because of like the physicality of it, and I like the competitive side of defense. But offense, I just like being a playmaker and scoring the football. Because I know I could do that also. So bring me into the defensive back side of things. Tell me your best attributes, Marquise. What are the things that you do, in your opinion, the best when it comes to being a defensive back? And then secondly, what areas would you like to work on at that position? Um, my best area is when I get into the receiver's hips. I'm once I'm like into the receiver, they're not going anywhere after that because. I'm, like, very physical and strong, so, like, once I get a hand on you, I'm basically stuck to you the rest of the route. A place that I would like to get um, stronger on is getting my hips open and not opening up too fast to the deep, to the receiver that is running the route when I'm jamming them. So, like, staying square longer. And when you look at the defensive back position, like you said, keep staying up on the receiver, so obviously the cornerback side of things – would you play safety? Is is that something that you have interest in, or is it more corner? Uh, yes, I play. I actually play safety at Trinity right now, and I like it a lot because instead of me like having to lock in on one person, I can actually like help lead the defense. So like surveying the whole field and telling different people what I see on my team to help them be in different spots to make plays as well as as well as myself. And then on the other side of the ball, offensively as a receiver, what are your best attributes there, and what are those areas you want to work on on that side? Um, I think my best attributes is, are getting off the line and getting open to get the ball. But something I can work on is when I get off the jam to stack better and get back on top of the DB instead of just like fading or staying on the line I got off the line with. And, and Marquise, uh, looking at the fact that you were at Bolingbrook High School in Bolingbrook, Illinois, and have since moved on to uh, Trinity Christian down in Texas, just bring me into that—the move that that you had from going to uh, from going from Illinois to Texas. Just what came about? Why you felt like that was a good decision? Just uh, share that story a little bit here. Um, my dad got a job offer here in Texas, and 
it paid more money. So like we were like, we got to do what's best for the family. But they always asked me if I was okay with going, if I was okay with going, if I was okay with going. And I was like, yeah, this is a better chance for our family to do something better for our lives. So let's go. But on the football side, I knew I was going to like miss all my old teammates and coaches that I was with at Bolingbrook. But I decided to move on. And then instead of me like getting down or like sad about leaving, I thought, why not just take what I've been doing in Illinois and bring it to Texas and try to make a name for myself somewhere else where nobody knows me at all. And what are what are your biggest takeaways from Bowling Brook? What will you always appreciate from what they taught you? Um, they were just—it's a lot of stuff. At Bowling Brook, they taught me how to be more of a leader. So, like, the coaches—they weren't always on us, but they were always evaluating us on how we were to our teammates and if we were going to be the ones to take over our team. Because at the end of the day. The coaches can't go out and play the game for you. You have to play it yourself. So you can't be downing your teammates. Or if your teammate needs help or encouragement, you have to give that to them without, like, the coach having to get on you to give that to your teammate. Then you move on to Trinity Christian. What can you say about that school so far and, and your experience and what you're looking forward to with Trinity Christian down in Texas? Uh, I love it. Every single part of it. It's Football, 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 and football, and more football. Honestly, I couldn't have even thought that I could play this much football. Like, I've probably played more football since I've been here than any time I've lived in Illinois at all. And I love it because it's not just, like, everybody's competitive here. And everybody has that edge because they all want to get to the next level. And the coaches here are great. They, All of my coaches are, like, ex-NFL players, so, like, they know what it takes to get to that next level. And they push us to do it every day at practice. That coming from Marquise Buford, Jr., 2020 athlete, coming out of Trinity Christian now, uh, originally from Bolingbrook High School in Bolingbrook, Illinois. Marquise, uh, share, share with everybody your coaching staff. Like you said, former NFL players. Share with everybody – who your coaches are that are teaching you at Trinity Christian? Um, our offensive coordinator is Deion Sanders, Hall of Famer. And one of my, our DB coach is actually Kevin Mathis, who played with Deion Sanders. So you have Kevin Mathis and Deion Sanders. Bring, I want to start with Kevin Mathis, just what you could say about what you, what you think about his personality and his coaching ability. Uh, you would think these guys would be like, serious and like on edge all the time but they're actually coach kevin he's like very chill but like if you mess up or you repeatedly do something wrong i'll say then he'll get on you about that because he knows that each and every one of us has potential to be great and seeing us mess up that many times like ticks him off sometimes but other than that he's a pretty chill guy and then Dion Sanders, Neon Dion. We all know that you know he is a personality in every in every stretch of the imagination. So, what can you say about Dion Sanders? Uh, he is a character. I can say he's very funny. He has like different moods at times, though. Like 
sometimes he'll be like very funny and everything and then at other times he'll be like alright it's time to get down to business like there's like a switch in his head when it's time to play it's time to play but when it's time to be serious and like work then it's time to get serious and work and I honestly love that part about him because like sometimes people get too carried away with the play part and they don't get down to business or they interfere with each other. And, you know, to, to have Deion Sanders around, I mean, what's, what is that like for you? I mean, this is, this is a guy, I mean, Kevin Mathis and Deion Sanders, these are guys that are more than, uh, you know, the, the wisdom, the knowledge that they have, they're more than capable of, of talking to you about the game, about college, about high school, about the professional ranks. So, I mean, just, just what that means to you to be a part of a team that has this connection has got to be something pretty special that, you know, not everybody in this country can obviously say that they have at their school. Let me tell you, it is like, honestly, the first, my first month of being here, I was like, how are these kids acting normal around these coaches? Like, it's not every day that you see Deion Sanders or Kevin Mathis just walking around the school or in your weight room watching you lift and like they're acting like they were just acting like it was normal to them and after a while I figured out that they don't try to position themselves as like they're some type of superstar they like try to act like real people even though like in a sense they're not because who they are and what they did in the past but it was honestly a blessing for me to get this opportunity and come down here and be able to be on their team and soak up everything that you're that they're telling me and teaching me for football and then as far as your head coach avion Kaysen as well a- avion is is somebody that i got to know with the florida tuskers of the united football league he spent some time in the nfl with the cowboys and the lions what can you say about him uh he's honestly one of my favorite coaches too he pushes us whenever we need something he'll be there and yeah he's a great guy so you have you have all of this there at trinity christian what what is a a typical practice like for you with avion kevin and dion's personalities um so we lift for about an hour hour and a half then we go to classroom and go over, like, defensive, offensive stuff that's, like, strategic more so. And then when we hit the field, it's, like, everything is on time and nothing overflows time. So when it's time for individuals, you have your individual time and you have to, like, move. And there's, like, there's, what is it? You can't slack off on anything because there are eyes everywhere watching you. And... At times, they'll, like, be playful with you, but if you, like, if they catch you, like, slacking or not going your hardest and not doing what they know you can do, then they'll get on you about that. Speaking here with Marquise Buford, junior 2020 incoming recruit for college football, playing down at Trinity Christian in Texas. When we hear a former NFL players, in this case, Kevin Mathis, Avion Kaysen, and Deion Sanders, or whoever it may be, you know, there's the notion that they're 
with your team, but they're not with your team. That they're a part of, you know, whatever school, but it's kind of just as a liaison. They're not there for the nitty gritty. They're not there to go over film. You know, they they don't take coaching seriously. What would you say to that to people that think, you know, former NFL players that are part of staffs in high school are, are not really there? Just what you could say about how much this this coaching staff is there and that they do take a lot of care and concern in this and to kind of, you know, combat that stigma, so to speak. I would say that is 100% false. All of my coaches that have been, like, that have participated in the NFL and they give 110% to this. They're there every day for practice before us and they leave after us and they have their own coaches meeting. They take us to camps on the weekends, even though they don't have to, just so we can get our names out there to more colleges. They, like, go above and beyond for us. So I don't think that's true at all. That's actually very false. (laughs) And that coming from Marquise Buford. Marquise, before I let you go, I want to look at these offers. Uh, Share with everybody the first offer that you got and how you got that first offer amongst Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State. Um, Syracuse was my first, and... I was at a camp, and one of their a recruiter walked up to me and said, "If you have a big day today, then you're going to get a big time offer." And after that, I don't think I dropped a single ball, and I didn't lose a single rep that day. And after, yeah, after the camp, I went up to my parents, and they had told me the news that I Syracuse had just offered me, and they got off the phone with all the coaches. And to have that first offer when it came from Syracuse, just what that meant to you to know that that first chip fell, that first, you know, the first opportunity is there that no matter what, you had a school that felt like you had done enough that they wanted to offer you, you know, to get that. They always say the first one's the hardest. And then after that, you know, there's that domino effect. So just what that meant to you that Syracuse was that first and, and that they said that you were enough for them on film to extend an offer to? Um, I honestly cried because I knew what I, like, I knew what I could do. And for them to be, like, that big of a school and go, like, out on the limb for somebody that's not even into their junior season yet and not even, like, meeting them or anything, just watching their film and basically listening to what people are saying about them is, like, it was, like, crazy to me. Like, I thought one of my first offers was going to be, like, small or something. But once I, once Syracuse offered me, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, they're this big-time college in the ACC. They play big-time teams. And, yeah, I didn't know what to say. I was, like, starstruck for a whole week after it happened. So Syracuse sends you an offer, and then Toledo and Utah State. What can you say about how closely those came after and – and uh, to start with Toledo and end with Utah State, just what you could say about those schools. Um, Toledo came about, I would say, a month after my Syracuse offer. And we were, I was actually in school, and my head coach from Bolenberg told me that this Toledo coach is going to call me later in the day. And once he called me, I was in the car with a couple of my friends, and they were like, and while I was on the phone with him, and he said that we're going to offer you for a DB right now. And I was like, wow. And then after that, Utah State offered me. But they told Coach Avion Kaysen that they were going to offer me. And 
it was like that was my first offer once I got to Texas. So I was like, okay, I'm not unknown here. People actually know that I'm here. So that was kind of good too. And then, and then getting that Utah State opportunity, bring me into that one. Uh, it was great because once Utah State offered me while I was here, a lot of other schools, like recruiters from this area, they started to like follow me on Twitter more and DM me more, sending me camp invites and all that stuff. So they kind of like, I could say, sparked everything in Texas for me. And so Utah State sends you that offer, and like you said, it kind of it kind of sparks this opportunity for you in Texas. Who are some of the schools that have reached out to you since you've gotten these offers from Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State? Um, a lot of schools, actually. Purdue, Virginia Tech, Louisiana. Actually, a majority of the Big Ten has reached out to me since I've gotten my first few offers. And then a couple of schools since I've been out here, Louisiana, Louisiana Tech has showed interest in me. And I think it was West Virginia. They've been sending me mail and DMing me on Twitter sometimes. But that's that's it. But, yeah. And at, at Utah State, there's a guy that went over there recently, uh, DeAndre Smith, the running backs coach. And uh, him yeah. and I just so happened – to be friends I know his personality he's got a big personality has a lot of fun always smiling so you know the world is very small how you and I Marquise are on the phone and DeAndre is out in Utah in his first season with the team what can you say about DeAndre Smith because when I mentioned him to you you obviously knew who he was um I haven't really spoke to him much but like my coaches that knew him coach Avion Kaysen knows him, and a guy named Levi Bradley knows him. They said that he was a really cool guy, and he's not, like, old, so he doesn't, like, he can relate to us more. So, like, he'll know, like, how I'm feeling and what I'm going through better than somebody who's, like, an older person, I would say. I'm not going to say any ages. I don't want to offend anyone. Well, I'll tell you this, that, you know, I've been able to, you know, connect with connect with recruits and and as i get older marquise hopefully you know when i'm 70 80 years old you'll still say that that i can make sense with people so i hope that i can get that with you because <laughs> so, i'm not i'm not old now but when i get older you know hopefully i could still make it happen so you know hopefully that'll translate now i want to i want to play this game and maybe this is the way that i do it i continue to do this before i let you go speaking of marquise buford jr 2020 athletes uh, coming in to college football has an offer from Syracuse which was his first Toledo and uh, and also Utah State there's this thing called rapid fire Marquise I, I instituted this years ago on the show here on wake up call with Dan Satora it has not a lot to do with sports it, it has more to do with everything else so I'm going to throw questions at you quick and I want you to give me my your first answer can you do that yes favorite rapper of all time of all time uh, I would have, it's not one, it's like a group, they're called the Migos, I would have to say them. Favorite, okay, if you could only play one song and one song only for the next year at Trinity Christian when you ran out onto the field, what would it be? Oh, man. <laughs> um, probably T-shirt by the Migos. Alright, fair enough. 
If you were in the kitchen cooking stir fry, what kind of stir fry would it be? Chicken. All right. Fair enough. And uh, obviously going off Amigos, if someone played you in a movie, what actor would you want to play you? What actor would I want to play me? Yeah. Oh, man. Probably Jaden Smith. He's very creative. So, yeah, him. If you could switch places with anybody in the world right now, who would it be and why? LeBron James. Okay, why LeBron? Because he's like the best player in the world for basketball, and I've always wanted to be good at basketball, so that would be pretty good to be the best in the world. All right, fair enough. Top three movies of all time. <sighs> this is going to sound, sound kind of childish. The Incredibles. All right. Um, The Mask. Okay. With, I can't remember who it is. With, with Jim Carrey, yeah. Yeah. And Sam, Sandlot, the first one. Okay, so Sandlot, The Incredibles, and The Mask with Jim Carrey. Marquise, I think I think you and I, can't. we can be best friends now. I think it can happen. Because you named <laughs> The Mask, you put Jim Carrey in there. And the thing that, like, that's... Now, why The Mask? Because I know that that's, that's more like me growing up than it is you growing up, so... How did you see The Mask for the first time, and, and why is it one of your favorites? I was watching TV one day, and it just, like, came on. And I was like, okay, this is weird. I thought it was going to be, like, a scary movie at first. And then my mom walked in, and she said, what do you know about this? You're like, this is, like, way past your age. And I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what this is. And I started watching it, and it was probably one of the funniest movies I've ever seen in my life. All right. And then after that, I just started recording it and watching it over and over again. I've probably watched the movie about 30 times now. All right, fair enough. Well, if you like Jim Carrey and you haven't seen this movie, I would suggest you go. You see the movie Liar, Liar. Oh, man, I've seen it. <laughs> you see it? How, how many times have you seen that? I have. He's one of my favorite actors because, like, I don't like, serious movies a lot i like movies that are like funny and like i can laugh at a lot and he tends to make a lot of those honestly so yeah i mean and jim carrey is awesome and he is one of my favorites as well liar liar one of my favorite movies of all time so marquise i'm telling you right now i mean i guess i guess you and i were separated at birth at some point so kind of <laughs> interesting favorite favorite guilty pleasure food go ahead I get <laughs> I get two McDoubles and a large fry. Two McDoubles Horrible. and a large fry. Okay. Horrible. If if you could put a McDonald's, a Burger King, or a Chick Fil A in your house, what would it be and why? Chick Fil A. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that Chick-fil-A. one. All right, go ahead. Why Chick Fil A? Because all of their sandwiches are good and. You can put the Chick-fil-A sauce on anything, and it tastes perfect. All right, yeah, so I can I can roll with you on that. What's your favorite thing to get at Chick-fil-A? Um, a deluxe chicken sandwich with a large fry and a lemonade. All right. What a sauce? A side of Chick-fil-A sauce. With Chick-fil-A. Have you ever had the Polynesian sauce? Yes, I put it on my fries. Okay, see? See? Okay, so that's okay, too. Yeah. See, you, you yeah, and I... Shout out to my mom for that one. She told me about it. I didn't know anything about it at first. 
All right, Marquise, you're becoming one of my favorite people. I got a couple more for you. Three things on your bucket list. Oh, I want to go skydiving. Okay. Mm. What else? I don't know. I want to go, I want to drive, like, a fast car, so, like, drive myself and, like, do drag racing, kind of. All right, fair enough. What I, And what's your what's your other one? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have a third one. I've never really thought about this like that. I know skydiving for sure, though, and driving a fast car. All right, fair enough. So exhilarating things, right? Yeah. Okay. Kind of hey, crazy. My fi- my final question for you, Marquis. Speaking here with Marquis Buford Jr., my new best friend. Uh, my <laughs> my my final question for you, Marquis. Mission statement. If you had something that hung above your head everywhere you went, it was in neon lights, everybody could see it, it was flashing all day long, what would it say? Oh, man. Does it have to be about myself or, like, something to encourage people? Uh, Whatever you want it to be. Okay. I would probably say, talk to me first because I'm shy. (laughs) (laughs) all right fair enough talk to me first because i'm shy all right i can roll with that what would be an inspirational thing that you would say um honestly i would say continue to work hard and whatever you love dedicate your time and everything you do to it and for everybody out there worrying about outside noise haters internet trolls all that people yelling at you at the stadium what would you say to those people uh, haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> and and what would be your advice to to people out there dealing with it? Um, honestly, to block out all the haters. They're just they're always gonna be some, but you can't focus on them. Actually, to focus on the people that's encouraging you in your life, and that'll get you better through life. That coming from Marquise Buford, Jr., 2020. Syracuse is the first offer. Toledo and Utah State after that. A couple more years of playing at Trinity Christian and had been playing before that in the state of Illinois. Marquise, I got to have you back on the show, and now I feel like we got to go get Chick-fil-A at some point. So we'll, uh, we'll, make it, we'll make it happen. But thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for being a part of this. And uh, all jokes aside, man, uh, really uh, inspirational and, uh, and a great conversation. I look forward to having you back. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, and we're going to have to – we'll have to work out a Skype or something when we can watch The Mask and Liar Liar back-to-back. We're going to have to do that. Maybe we'll have some Chick-fil-A as well. All right, for sure. (laughs) Got to make it happen. All right, well, have a good day. I'll talk with you soon. All right. That coming once again from Marquise Buford, Jr. Marquise Buford, Jr. speaking with me with offers from Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State. The irony is that in Utah State just so happens to be – the, uh, one of their assistant coaches, their running backs coach, used to be the running backs coach of Syracuse, DeAndre Smith. So kind of funny how he's seeing talent in in this uh, this young player, Marquise Buford, at class, incoming recruiting class of 2020, and that Syracuse has seen something good in him as well with <clears throat> Syracuse's staff that has been there under Dino Babers for now, this being the third season, even though, even though Dino Babers has changed his staff up a little bit over the years. So I want to thank Marquise Buford. We got to watch The Mask, Liar Liar, and Eat Chick-fil-A. So uh, I'm down with it, man. I- I'm definitely, you know, 
watching Jim Carrey movies and having some Chick-fil-A and good conversation. How can you go wrong there? So thank you to Marquise Buford for being a part of the show today. Truly means a lot as he is early in his recruitment and has some time, obviously, to figure out where he wants to go. But already a bunch of offers coming his way, a trio of offers to start things off for him as he continues to work and improve his craft so that he can get uh, more opportunities out there to live his dreams and do what he wants to do. You know, people say that, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that or I wish I could do this or I wish I could do that. And, you know, the fact of the matter is there are those of us that dream and there are those of us that dream and do. And there's those of us that that, that don't, (laughs) that just don't, you know what I mean? It's one thing to dream about something and to hope for something and to wish for something, but you have to put the work in, right? You know, football players like Marquise Buford, if he just wished that he was a good football player, wished that he got good opportunities and put nothing into it, he wouldn't be anywhere. So that's the thing is a wish is only as good as the person who's carrying it out. And think about that for a second. You know what? You wish upon a star, you pray to God, you know, you ask that things will work out for you, but ultimately you have to work at it. You know, you could say to God, please send me my husband or send me my wife, send me that person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And if you never leave the house, it's going to be really hard for that to be sent to you. Now, God could be funny and and have it be your mail person or something like that and have them show up with the mail and then all of a sudden you strike a conversation or maybe it's your pizza delivery person, but more often than not, you got to put yourself out there in this world. You know, you have to you have to put yourself out there. You have to believe that you can and <clears throat> you have to try with all of your might to to do what you want to do. And I said to God, I want my company to work. But guess what? I have to do it every single day. I have to work at it every single day. That's why you have to laugh off the people that don't take you seriously because they have no idea how hard you work. And if you're working really hard, you don't have to tell anybody what you're doing. Just do it. Just go out there and do it. I don't parade around going, I work very hard. Did you know that I work hard? I work very hard at my job. I'm working very hard. I'm very hardly work. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want respect from people who aren't going to respect you and aren't living their dreams and are just hoping somebody else will do it for them or want to see everybody fall so they can rise. There are those people out there. There's people out there that don't want to work that hard. They just want you to quit. And if enough people quit, then they're the last person standing. So they're not the best thing out there. They're just the only thing left. And if you want to just be the only thing left, but not the best thing out there, that's a really horrible way to look at life. And I would really challenge you to do better than that. You know, if, if Marquise Buford or any football player was like, Hey Dan, I hope that I'm going to be the best out there. If everybody else quits, I'm in good shape, right? If there's no other running backs, they got to take me. Well, that's not how these guys think they work hard. They get after it. These kids are young. They're kids. Marquise Buford is a kid. Seven McGee was going to hear from him in a second. He's a kid. He's 16 years old. But the amount of time that they put into this and the work that they put into it is coming through. Because they have these offers. They have these opportunities. People are seeing them. And that's a beautiful thing for these young men is that they know that if they keep doing what they're doing, that they have a future in this. And granted, you know, we're going to try some things and we're going to fail. Not fail. You know, I, I don't... I don't really like the word fail, 
because you're going to try some things out and you're going to see what you like. You're going to see some things that you're good at in one night, right? I'm not a professional basketball player, but when I was a little kid, I wanted to be one. I don't think I failed myself at basketball. I don't think I failed myself at all. I know that I could shoot. I know that I have a God-given talent to be able to shoot from pretty much anywhere on the court. But where I needed to put my work in was endurance. I needed to run more, and I didn't want to. And I, I'm going to be plain and simple. I didn't want to run. I didn't like running. Not a big fan of it, right? So I didn't work on my endurance, but I could sure as hell shoot from anywhere. And I could still shoot from anywhere. But if I want to be the best that I could be on the court today, I got to run, right? If I want to play a pickup game, can't be passing out out there. So that's what I'm talking about is God gives you a talent to do something. What you do with that talent is your gift back to God. If you've heard that quote before, it's out there. It's all over the place. I can't take credit for it. But I will tell you with utter certainty that if you want something in life, and you refuse to go out and try to get it, then don't expect it to come to you because it's not gonna. And if you're out there in life trying to rip something out of somebody else's hands in order to get it, that's theirs. So even when you do get it, right, you steal their bike. It's still their bike. It will always be their bike. No matter what, it is their bike. No matter how close you get to that bike, it is their bike. That bike belongs to them. And it will always belong to them and it'll never be yours. And you will never, no matter how good you feel riding that bike, you will never feel 100% like yourself because it's not your bike. So work on your own dreams. Work on getting after what you want to get after. Work on trusting in yourself. And just go out there and try your darndest to get it. And if somebody wants to take take something away from you, which I will guarantee you, if you do anything in life worth anything in life to you, someone will try and take it away from you, right? Someone will try and take it away from you because that's what some people do. That's what lazy, embarrassing, downtrodden, lost souls, that's what they do. So pray for them. Pray for them every single day because they are not willing to go out and do it themselves. But you are. But you are. So go do it. Go be that kid that can make it happen. And if somebody tells you you can't, make it Make that work you harder, smarter, do more, put yourself out there more. You got to love when people say you can't, you got to love when people say that you won't, that should make you happy. That should make you happy. And when you start laughing that stuff off, people get terrified. I just told this kid, I hope he failed and he's freaking laughing in my face. Because the more people that want you to fail, the more beautiful it will be the day that you succeed. The moment you succeed. And I'm going to tell you the moment that you succeed. And I want you to really take a good, hard listen to this thing. The moment that you succeed in life, because you're not going to believe me on this, but this is true. The moment that you succeed in life in achieving your dreams is the moment that when somebody you know wants or don't know, wants you to fail. And they make clear to you that they want you to fail. And you get up the next day and you keep fighting for your dream. That's the day you succeeded. That's the day you won. That's the day your dreams came true. The day after the day that somebody said to you, I hope you fail. I hope your life isn't what you want it to be. Or they try to do it some other way if they don't say it to you personally because a lot of these people are cowards. The day that you get up and you fight for your dream, that's the day that you won. That's the day that you got this. Just remember that. 
It's not the day that you get the trophy. It's not the day that you get the paycheck. It's not the day that you get the championship. The day that you achieved your dreams, the day that you won, is when you wake up the day after somebody wants you to fail and you don't. That's the day that you won. Just remember that. We'll take a step aside. We're coming back with 7 McGee in just a moment. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City. Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name. So give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. 
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Live for you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can catch the show anywhere in the world just by going to MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And membership is free, so if you'd like to go there and become a member, which many of you have done, that will connect you to the show. And as soon as we go live, you get send an email to your phone and all your devices and all you got to do is click on that email to listen to the show from your phone your desktop your laptop and so on and so forth here on the broadcast right now we have seven mcgee seven mcgee is in a commit to oregon but he's not coming out until 2021 so he does have plenty of time to make his decision between now and 2021 as we're talking here in 2018 and uh playing in different, uh, you know, obviously playing at different positions and whatnot. So I'm happy to have Seven on the show. Seven, how are you doing today? Uh, good morning. I'm doing very well. I'm doing good. Uh, just going through the day, going through the progress. And and Seven, I mean, 2021. That's 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 a ways off. You got you got plenty of time to be playing football. So bring me into you know this to everybody listening in. Just how how young you are with all these offers that you got. I mean, share with everybody how old you are at this point. And I mean, it's crazy to hear that you have a bunch of offers. So share that with everybody. Um, I, mean, I mean, it's really a humbling moment for me, especially from, from Rochester, New York coming out. And it's like, it's really not a lot of people that really comes, come out at this moment. And it's, it's really humbling. I'm only 16 years old and I'm doing it really for my parents and my mother and my family, just trying to get this closure and getting them out here. And having a wonderful, uh, wonderful time in the progress, and it's more, many more to come. So it's really a good moment now. And I mean, to have this, you know, to be, to be so young, seven. I mean, for you, sixteen years old. I mean, did you ever think that you were going to be in a situation like this where you would have the opportunities that you have? Um, I mean, it's it's it's, it's crazy. I, I never thought I would be here. I, I never thought I'd be here. And I never, I never thought, and it's like, it's, it's like a wild moment. And my mom is very proud of me. My family's very proud of me. So it's like a wild moment in this situation. It's crazy. And, when, and let's go back to the beginning for you, Seven, just when you started playing football and, you know, when this, when this became something that you really fell in love with, bring me into that first moment that you had with football, the first time you remember going out there on the field. Um, I remember 2009. Uh, 2009 was really when I first got out of football and I actually started liking it. But, I mean, it wasn't really good in 2009 because I wasn't really that great. I was an old lineman in 2009 because I was a little on the heavy side. So, I mean, football, I really started to love it. I mean, I got funked around, tossed around a lot, but I really uh, felt the engagement and I really um, was blessed to have an opportunity to get into football in 2009. And, you know, so going back to 2009, nine years ago, you know, I mean, obviously you're only six at the time when you started to play the game. What made you fall in love with the game? What made you really connect with it in the way that you have? Well, it's because football is like the sport in the world. And it, just to be around football, being so young, it gives me opportunity to go through challenges, adversity. Because there's times where there's times when you're down in football, times where your team can be down by many points, times where you can be up, and it's, it's just points in the game or in football period, we got to realize what you're doing and how could you overcome these challenges or how could you overcome being up and how could you overcome being down. Like, for example, when you play a football and it's halftime, you're up by two touchdowns and then you come out and because it's halftime, you come out just refreshed 
and you're not still in game mode and action, you got to come over that because it's halftime. And now you're still up by two touchdowns, and the team could be ready to get hyped while you're in there just chilling because you're up by two touchdowns. That's why football is like a wonderful sport because it's always going. It's always a sport that can keep you up and active, always something that you can do. Seven, you brought up Rochester. You're over in Harbor City, California at Narbonne High School. Just what you could say about the East Coast, West Coast story that you have to tell. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be from the East Coast. I'm always going to love my city. But at the same point, my city doesn't really have that much exposure because it's Rochester, New York, like I said. So it was a really big decision for me and my family for me to go out to the West Coast. And it really changed my life because if I was still here in Rochester, me and you wouldn't be on the phone right now. So it's like... It really changed my life, and I'm so happy my mother gave me a chance to go out there, and it was a family decision, and and I just overcame the challenges being alone, and I have my family being with my uncle, and just just doing it, just um, grinding, staying in school, putting the work in 24-7, and just focusing. And, and and to speak on the school that you're at right now and just what uh, what that school means to you, just what you could say about where you're at out in California and what you've been taking away so far. Narbonne is uh, awesome. I mean, it's a public school. It's a private school. Like last year, I was at Grace, but now I'm at a public school. And I would say it's an awesome school. They give you the help that you need in school. You play football. You got your team things where you can actually relate. And I can relate to a lot of people on some of my team. And it's, it's wonderful. And I've been having a, a very good journey at the school in Narbonne so far. And we haven't even got our first game. So I really can't wait to get in the season and playing our first game in Hawaii, which is a blessing and a great opportunity because, yeah, it's just it's crazy. But Narbonne. It's definitely a wonderful school, like I said. And the coaches are wonderful. All 17 other coaches are wonderful. <laughs> And, you know, to to have that connection, like you said, you'll always be an East Coast guy coming from Rochester and then going over to Narbonne in, in California. Bring me back to the connection, obviously, with Rochester and, 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 and how close that is to Syracuse. What does that do for the Syracuse offer that you got that you do hail from Rochester? I mean, it means a lot comes from Syracuse because my mom always growing up been an Orange fan and loved the Syracuse because it's so close to home. And it, it mean it really means a lot to get off from right basically at home, Syracuse. So, I mean, they're definitely open and I um, definitely will um, make Syracuse an official visit because it's close to home. And I want to take my mom there and show her around. So, yeah, that's, that's what Syracuse means to me. So we look at where you're at right now, speaking here with Seven McGee, who is an athlete in the class of 2021. Before we get to the schools, Seven, just speak with me as far as the offers that you've gotten so far, what position they're looking at you to play. Because when we see athlete, it means that there's you know multiple capabilities and places that there are of interest instead of a dominant position. But what have schools recruited you for to play? Um, Utah, Oregon, either slot or running back. Um, Florida, slot, or running back. Um, USC, athlete, so it either be corner, running back, slot, kick return, punt return. Um, Nebraska, slot. Um, what else we got here? Arizona State, running back. Um, what else we got here? USC, Oregon, uh, slot, running back. Um, and I think I named all the schools, didn't I? You have uh, Nebraska and uh, Syracuse. What do they have yet? Oh, Syracuse, uh, running back in Nebraska, slot. 
So you look at this opportunity to uh, play slot receiver or running back. Do you have a preference? Do you, you know? Do you have one that you would like to, you know, be a part of more than the other? I mean, when it comes to receiver or running back, is there one that you lean on a little bit more than the other? Um, well, growing up, I, I always wanted to be a receiver. I always wanted to fill that receiver role. But last year, currently, our running back, I got hurt. And I had to step in and fill that running back role. So it really was a good, uh, humbling opportunity for me to show that I could play running back and play anywhere on the field. So, but honestly, like, going into college, I really want to focus my playing time on receiver or just being that, like, give me time and cyber clear. And when you look at your time that you had, I, I know that you've uh, transferred schools, like you said, in California. But... You had over a thousand yards as as a running back as a freshman. Just bring me into that. Like you said, running back goes down. You got to step in. You've always wanted to be a receiver, and you get over a thousand yards. I mean, it, it wasn't the position that you were necessarily brought in for, but you took care of business. Right. Um, well, really, it was. Uh, well, technically, I missed five games. I didn't play really in five games, but uh, I got in and just. I tried to help my team as much, and really what got me to 1,000 yards was I was able to tap on that Silverado game where I had 49 carries. When I had 49 carries for um, three touchdowns and 355 yards, that game really took me, uh, took, took it away, took it away for me. Um, and it really just humbled me and um, really my success to get to 1,000 yards. And I was just um, semi-finals to go to the Sky Air Championship before we played in LA Valley. And speaking here with Seven McGee, an athlete being looked at as slot receiver and running back in the class of 2021, only 15 years old, talking right now, goes to Narbonne High School in California and Hells from Rochester. The the opportunity, we went into that a little bit, Seven, on on going across the across the nation, and you said, you know, if I was still in Rochester, I wouldn't be on the phone right now. How did everything kind of align to go to California as opposed to going, you know, somewhere else in the country? What made all of the, you know, give us the dominoes that kind of fell to get you out to Narbonne in uh, in California. Well, one of the moments was really because my uncle lived out there and it was a better opportunity for me. So I, I talked to him, we talked over him, we talked to my family. And it was just like, I can come out here. I got to put in the word just like a school. I got to put in the word just like school. I got to put in work in the field, and it was just a moment where it was just deciding whether whether I should stay home or go out there and see what I can do. And I and it chose home, so it was very wonderful. And um, going to Narbonne, it, it changed my life, and, and going to Grace changed my life also. To to go to you know Grace and in, in your time there, even though you're over at Narbonne now, what are the biggest takeaways you have from Grace? The biggest takeaways I have from Grace is that it was a it was a Catholic school, so it was a Christian school. Um, it was a school where, like, Grace, the environment, it would be like no other school ever I would ever go to in my life in high school or period. Because the school, it was just all surrounding, all humbling, all about God, God thirsting for anything. And that's one thing I can say about Grace. Everybody loved each other there. It was never for one person. Everybody played as a team, even if we lost in the hardest games we played. Everybody loved each other. If one person was down, everybody tried to get him back up. If the coach was down, we tried to get him back up. It was a lot of good to to be where you're at right now seven i mean at the time that we're talking kind of perfect timing in my opinion because you know speaking with you seven mcgee with seven offers syracuse nebraska arizona state florida oregon usc and utah 
Let's go back to your first offer. Share with everybody which one of those seven that was and what it meant to you to get that first offer at the age of 15. Um, it really meant a lot to me. Getting you to see growing up USC, that was a, a dream school, and it was really a dream offer. And it was like when USC offered me, I was like, I was just sitting there stuck, like, like really? I'm a kid coming from Rochester, New York, where kids really don't see their dreams as much. So it was like really like USC was my first offer. Like honestly, I thought my first offer was gonna be like the D one, a D a D one triple A or double A or a D two. And when USC, when I found out USC was my first offer, it was like wow. Like, I'm really on the path to where I got to go. And it was just like, I, I couldn't really explain it. It was just a wild moment. And when Oregon offered you, you had a, a pretty quick turnaround to say, you know, I'm going to commit to Oregon right now. Now, you have plenty of time. You have three more seasons to play. But why commit verbally to Oregon right now? Um, I verbally committed to Oregon because it was always where, it was always where I wanted to go. And it was really a dream school for me, so... It was like, it was like Oregon offered me, and it was a dream school, so you know all the hype, and really, uh, when they offered me, I just chose to commit there, but uh, I, I could have waited, but it was like, man, Oregon's right here, so I took the offer, and I took it to heart, and it was um, it was right where I needed to go, so and I felt like Oregon is right where I needed to be, and Coach Cristobal is a wonderful, awesome coach, and I felt as if Coach Cristobal, Coach Cristobal can get me to the next level. So you you say that you verbally committed there, but as far as the amount of time that you have in your recruitment for the next three years, even though you're verbally committed to Oregon, are you still open? Is there an interest with the other offers that you have and potentially offers that you would get? Uh, What would you say about your recruitment as far as how open you are to schools that aren't named Oregon? I'm still open. I mean, I'm young, so of course I'm going to still be open. So it's like, I'm young. I'm going to see the process. Of course, I'm going to take visits and um, unofficial visits. So at this moment, I'm still open and still looking forward to uh, taking this long run in my recruitment. Now, what made Oregon the place for you? Like you said, you know, that was the school that you wanted to offer you, you know, a dream school. What do you? What did you like? so much about Oregon growing up what what kind of caught your eye about them and and made them special for you because you you know you had just spoken on the fact that once you got that offer you know it had that wow factor so why what makes Oregon that special to you um really Anthony Thomas I grew up Anthony Thomas I when I was young when I was a young 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 growing up uh like age six age seven I grew up watching Anthony Thomas and I knew him actually went to high school because um, a current cousin, his name, he coaches out of my school in Narbonne. His name is Phil. He actually played against Anthony Thomas. And I actually grew up watching Anthony Thomas. I went to one of his high school games. And I grew up watching him. And it was like, wow. And now he's at Oregon. And it's like, they, Oregon changed him from track to football. And he was one of the players in college. That was one of the most exciting players ever to step on the field in college football. So it's like, that's why I wanted him out of my game after. And he went to Oregon. And he told me it's all love. Yeah, and D. Anthony Thomas, now a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, are you still watching him, still paying attention to his game? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm still paying attention to him. I'm still paying attention to a lot of uh, receivers that's in the NFL. And I just follow the game, for example, you got Jesse Thomas, you got Odell. And I still look at the greats, too, like Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice, um, Randy Moss. And Randy Moss is one of the players I really focus my game on a lot of receiver, uh, receiver block position because his moves and his technique were amazing. And you got Ocho Cinco as well. His moves and techniques were very amazing, especially his footwork. 
And and to go back here to DeAnthony Thomas for a second. DeAnthony Thomas only uh, five foot eight, same height as me actually, five foot eight. And uh, for you, you know, you're standing at right around five nine. What is what is that? Did that attract you to DeAnthony Thomas's game as well? The fact that he is a smaller guy, but he can get the job done. I mean, is that something that? that you kind of looked at as well with DeAnthony Thomas in Oregon, the fact that maybe some people would count him out for his height, but he obviously did what he needed to do there, and he's doing what he can do in the NFL as well. Right, and that was another big thing, is height-wise. And, um, like, what he, like, cause what he showed me was it doesn't matter what size you are. As long as you can get the job, the job, the job done and focus on what you got to do, anybody can do it, no matter what your height is. And that coming from Seven McGee, seven offers at the time that we're speaking. Uh, seven, we've spoken about USC and that being your first offer. We spoke on Oregon and DeAnthony Thomas. What about Utah? What can you say about Utah, another team that's offered you? I didn't say that. Utah, they, they love the run game. That's the one good thing about Utah. They love the run game. They love the line getting out there and blocking. Utah is really a run. I think, I think Utah is really a run first team. They get their slots in the game as well a lot. So that's what I can say about Utah. And they have some great coaches, by the way and then as far as arizona state goes i know that you know if somebody commits to arizona state you've been reposting that and putting that out there what can you say about your relationship with arizona state at this point well can i i, I can say many things about arizona state they have some good they have some good dbs and they have a wonderful wide receiver and they put into a lot to get what we've got right now so i could say um arizona state so i could say arizona state is a wonderful team and harry you know number one and then as far as Florida, obviously they, they have a new coach in Dan Mullen and, and just what what you like about Florida and, and they've offered you as well. So what can you say about the Gators? Ooh, I can say a lot about the Gators. Just the tradition and the rivalries in the SEC take a lot. And just Tim Tebow doing a lot of what he can do, did a lot of what he can do there. And they have a lot of great wide receivers and running backs and linebackers in part of Florida. Not going to be space, tradition, or something part where my family grew up in Florida and Gainesville. So, I mean, Florida has a lot going on. Nebraska, I know their head coach. I've covered them for the last few years, and that's former University of Central Florida head coach Scott Frost, now in Nebraska. What can you say about Nebraska up to this point, another team that's given you an offer? What can I say about Nebraska? I can say that Nebraska has a lovely, a lovely fan base, and they, they, Nebraska is all about love. Like, for example, you got schools out there. Like, you get hurt in a certain school or a big, a big SEC school or a big, a big 10 school. If you get hurt, for example, at some schools, it's like, it's like a business. College is a business. So they're like, they're going to move you to the side and it's next up. Like, for example, in Nebraska, if you get hurt, they still by your side helping you, just trying to get you right, helping you, helping you, helping you, want to see you get back in that same season. That's what I can say about Nebraska. And then uh, finally, with Syracuse, I know you've taken an unofficial to Syracuse. You got some pictures out there of a photo shoot that you did. What can you say about your relationship with Syracuse? What you think about Syracuse? I can say a lot of things about Syracuse. You got Donovan McNabb. You got my uncle, for example, Roland Williams, that played at Syracuse, and he told me a lot of good things. Syracuse got his education, got his degree, and um, got up out of there. And that's what I'm saying about Syracuse. Syracuse is very close to home. And Syracuse, um, it, 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 it can teach me a lot. Um, this is my hometown. And um, Syracuse, Syracuse, it's a lovely spot to go in college. And who knows? 
And when you have that connection to Syracuse with with your uncle Roland Williams, obviously Roland spent a lot of time in the NFL as well. And what has he told you about his time at Syracuse? He told me he was strictly business. He told me sometimes, like him and Donovan and a couple other players, sometimes you got people that will uh, go out and um, go out and party, but him and Donovan and and a couple other players, they will go and go and get in the weight room and go study and go do more things like that. And he told me, like, Syracuse, if you was to go to the Syracuse, it would just be all work. It would be straight business. That's what it's about there. And, you know, being close to Syracuse with coming from Rochester, but now you're on the West Coast, how does that dynamic work for you? Uh, like you said, you know, you if you had stayed in Rochester, we wouldn't. you don't think we would, you know, be talking about the offers that you have right now and whatnot. So you're over on the West Coast, you're in California, but you still have that tie back to upstate New York. So where does Syracuse play into all of this for you? Is it is it still part of your heart? Does it tug on your heartstrings at all, knowing that you could come back to the East Coast and be, you know, just about 45 minutes to an hour away from home? I mean, it, it does play a big part, kind of, because of my mom. She's a huge Syracuse fan, so it, it, it has a little edge in the heart, and also for my mom, it's huge for her, so you know, my mom's going to be in my ear talking about Syracuse, Syracuse, Syracuse. But at the end of the day, I, I, when it's all said and done, it's all about, like, where I feel like I should be and where, where I feel like, it's gonna be home where I feel like I'm gonna get love and just where I feel like I can maybe go to the next level and pursue my dreams in the NFL. So you said your mom's gonna be all about Syracuse. What did you do on the unofficial visit? Bring me into the unofficial and, and what you did at Syracuse. Um, they showed me around, they showed me the weight room, they showed me they showed me the um unfortunately they couldn't show me the dome because the dome was shut down the time I got around. They didn't take pictures in the uniforms, uh they showed me where they eat lunch, breakfast. They showed me that the football lunch lunch room and where they eat for breakfast is way better than any other sports they got in there. They showed me the mellow, the mellow hall. They showed me the trophies. They showed me, they gave me some information about the 44. Like, you can only be great if you're only great if you wear 44 because all the old greats in War 44, like Jim Brown and stuff like that. So you have your mom, who's a big Syracuse fan. You have your uncle, Roland Williams, who's a former Syracuse player. What does that do for you when that's surrounding you? I know, I know you were talking about ultimately, you know, you got to go what feels most like home and feels best to you. But how much will that play into it that your family has multiple connections to Syracuse? I mean, it, it, it can play a lot. But my mom told me, one day, she said, wherever you want to go, honey, I'll be 100%, even if it's not Syracuse. But Roland, I mean, obviously, he went to Syracuse, but he, I feel like he would uh, be down wherever I'm at. But, um, I mean, it could play a big role. You know, I have people in my family that are Syracuse fans and went to Syracuse, and it's all about Syracuse. Once that first offer came to you from USC, how quickly have these other six pieces fallen for you, these other six offers? I mean, once Syracuse came, I mean, a lot of people followed me on Twitter, like coaches and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, I'm probably under a lot of people's, um, a lot of people's uh, lists for recruitment. But uh, they came, I mean, I would say they came quick, but not quick, but they came real quick. Other than most of the people offers, because I don't know, it's a lot of people out there that don't have any offers that are like juniors or seniors. But, I mean, it, it came quick, so it's a blessing. Yeah. Um, finished my freshman uh finish my freshman year and go to sophomore and don't have some offers to go on the season with. 
but for you again, you know, kind of to come full circle before I let you go speaking here with seven McGee from Rochester, New York, playing over in Harbor city, California for Narbonne seven fit. You're 15 years old. 2021 is a long ways away. Did you ever anticipate this? Because you sound like you got a, got a good head on your shoulders. I don't I don't feel like I'm talking to a 15 year old. I feel like I'm talking to somebody who is, you know, kind of a, a seasoned vet with kind of handling this thing. You seem very calm, cool, and collected. Where does all that come from to be 15 years old and, and be very, you know, you just kind of, you kind of seem like the maturity level is already there. Right. Um, I mean, it, it comes from my dad and my dad's part of the family because my dad always told me growing up at a young age, 14, he'd grown to a man because his dad really wasn't around like that. So he'd grown to a man at the age of 14 and my dad always told me, you got your back, but sometimes you, know, you got to do things on your own. You got to figure it out because you're going to make mistakes. But it's rather, it's rather how you come, improve yourself and come back from that mistake and conquer and uh, mature yourself to be a young man as of now. And so, like, well, like I said, going to Cali and just going out there with my uncle and my family still in New York, it, it changes the game. It changes the game a lot because I just got my uncle. I, it's not like I wake up and say, hello, mom. Mom, I love you. I miss you. It's like, it's, it's me. It's like college, for example. That's what really changed me in going in to this, uh, this football stuff. So it's like maturity is key because you can't be immature talking to a college coach. You can't, you got to be all right, all eyes in, all focused because it's strictly business. What can you say has happened in your life that's maybe pushed you to be that? I mean, to be 15 years old and, and you've already gone across the country to try and, and help yourself live your dreams. You left what you know as home. You've tried to build a home in Harbor City, California. It, you know, things have happened to kind of maybe speed up your maturity level a little bit. What can you say you've gone through in your life that has helped you become more mature? Adversity moments, or I could say... For example, my brother, he passed in twenty in 2012. He passed in 2012. So, and I, I was really close to him. And he always told me I was going to be something. He always told me to be great. And he always told me, always try to be better than him. So that's some things I focus on to this day. And I will always stay in my heart. And he was like that, that role model, like that role model in my life at the moment. And then when he passed, it was like, okay, man, this is terrible. So I, I, sobered, I sobered on that for a month or two. And it, it, it's crazy, and it's still in my heart right now. So it's like always remember the things that he told me. And that was really one of the moments in my life that changed me because it was like he's not here no more. And now I have to look over his kids. Now I have to, um, now I have to be that, be that uncle. Now I have to be here for them. And it was like, okay, now I got to step up. Now I have to be the man in the house. Now I got to do this and that. So it was, it was that moment in my life that changed me. And, you know, to, and I'm sorry to hear that, you know, obviously about your brother and how, how young was your brother and share with everybody your brother's name too, as well. His name was Russell Prout. He was 29. And, and what ultimately happened that, that you want to, you know, share of his story, just what you could say about why he, uh, why he left so soon. I mean, my brother, he like, he really wasn't into the football stuff. He was like, um, he was really into the uh, the other, the opposite things besides good. He was into stuff like that, and it's like it really led him to because he was he was about a different life, and it led him to something that he didn't want to see so soon. But God be with him, and um, 
that was a moment that he could have changed and turned around and said, you know what, this could wait a different time. But my brother was one of those uh, people that was anxious and um, ready to get out there and go get it. But uh, that's one thing I could say about my brother. So, you know, you look at your family and these things, you know, the adversity moments that make you better. And, and, and like you said, you got to be an uncle now, you know, and at 15 years old, got to kind of look after, you know, you know, the <laughs> crazy to think that a kid has to look after, uh, you know, another kid. But, you know, just what you could say about being an uncle at a young age and, and trying to be there even though your brother is not, for, you know, the future of your family? I mean, <laughs> being an uncle is hard, and it's kind of annoying because you got kids, and kids always going to be kids. Because I just say, I don't know what I did when I was a kid, because I, I can't remember at the age four and three. But, um, I mean, it, it, it's fun being an uncle, but it, it, it's kind of uh, uh, boring at the same time and annoying because, Kids don't run, kids don't fight with each other, kids are going to play. So it's like, it's, it, teaches, it teaches me a lot of things about being an uncle. And uh, your name, your, your given name, Seven, S-E-V-E-N, just like the number for being the seventh child in the family. Just bring me into that and, and you know, what you think about your name and kind of the story behind your name. Uh, because I'm the seventh child and I have six sisters on my mom's side and I'm the seventh child, so it's like, uh, and I'm the baby of those six, so it's like, I'm the baby of the family. So it's like, uh, I mean, it, it, being, being a seventh child, being age seven, it's, it's unique and creative. So, I mean, I like my name. And a lot of people obviously think it's like a nickname or just uh, like a name people call me, but no, that's my real name. So you have six sisters on your mom's side, and you're the seventh. And where did your brother come in? Was that from your dad's side? Like, he wasn't, like, a real brother to me. He was my sister's uh, boyfriend at the time. Okay. And they had a child, two children together. But I looked at him as a brother because he came in my life when I was so young, and he was that brother figure I never had. So, so you have six sisters. I would, I, I would anticipate that their names are not one through six. But uh, of, your, of your six sisters, what have you learned from, from each of them to be the baby and be the only boy, what's life been like in, in that respect? I learned how to step up. I'm six sisters, I'm the only man. I learned how to step up and um, just be there and just be there for just be there for my sisters and be one of the um, men in the house besides my dad and just help them out and carry bags and be a gentleman. And they taught me a lot about ladies, obviously, six sisters. And it's, they taught me a lot. And, um, uh, I just, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't have it any other way. So you're 15 years old. You're an uncle. You have someone who's a brother to you pass away. You have six sisters in front of you. Uh, a lot of things kind of teaching you how to grow up quick. 2021, already have seven offers. You know, your story continues to be written, seven. What can you say about your story up to this point? What do you appreciate about the life that you've lived up to this point? I will say... I can appreciate the opportunities I have and I would never regret doing things in my life that to, to get into this moment and like all the hard work and dedication I put in when friends want to play games and I'm out there running, jogging, running up the street at night, doing rounds and rounds and rounds and doing push-ups when people want to play the games. But I can say it's a wonderful journey and my journey is not yet written yet. 
saying that one day we'll be holding that hat going to somebody's team with professional football. And having that, uh, as you move forward, July 27th or 28th, you'll be visiting Oregon for the first time. You'll be going to Eugene to see the University of Oregon. Uh, what are you most excited about for that? You verbally committed to them. They are your dream school. You haven't been up to see them yet, and you'll do that in in about a month's time. So what are you most looking forward to about finally going to Eugene, Oregon, and checking out the school? Just the love just how to see how um, just see how it is and the atmosphere about Oregon just to see the love and the coaches and just just to finally be up there to see what's, see what's going on with Oregon and that coming from seven McGee, seven offers at the time of the conversation and the seventh child in the family. Uh, seven, I appreciate it, man. I I really do appreciate talking with you. I know you got a lot coming up in your recruitment, and uh, definitely would love to have you back on the show. And the story that you that you told here today, uh, you know, I, I hope kind of rings true to a lot of people out there in the in the sense of you know fighting adversity and being good to yourself and and being good to to one another. So, I mean, I got to thank you for the story. I can't believe I'm talking to a 15 year old for as mature as you sound. And so that goes back to the parents. So congratulations on, on the person that you are today. And and I look forward to having you back on the show very soon. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Yes, sir. You too. This is a wake up call. Fast break. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Hi, this is Kira from Looking Glass Events, where we're always giving you a reason to celebrate. Whether you have a small business, large business, personal event, or wedding, we are available to plan and coordinate your dream event to life. Every detail, every step, Looking Glass Events is working with you all the way. Call us at 315 315- 702-4653 that's 315-702-4653 or contact us through our website lgweddingsandevents.com looking glass events giving you a reason to celebrate the wildcat sports pub in camillus new york is located on 3680 milton avenue in the home depot plaza it is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant.
When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canaan Campground. Having peace of mind when you're out of town, that your furry loving friend is safe and sound, means taking them to Canine Campground. Because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K.com. K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to Canaan Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcall.com. DT, want to give a big shout out to Seven McGee for being a part of the show. 2021 athlete. 2021, folks. It's 2018. 2021. That means he's got three more years of high school ball before he goes into college football, and he's already got seven offers. And then before that, you heard from Marquise Buford Jr. of 2020. He's got a couple more seasons of high school ball before he goes into college football himself and has already gotten Syracuse, Toledo, and Utah State. So big shout out to both of those gentlemen for joining me on the show. And uh, a big shout out to everybody that tuned in to the broadcast today and all the kind words that you had to say. It, uh, it goes a long way and it's very, very sweet and uh, I appreciate it. I really do. I really do appreciate it very much. So thank you for your support and thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. I just want to let everybody know we like to do a little updates on the World Cup. I'm going to get you set for the week as well 
because we got a lot of stuff coming up this week. We have a huge announcement coming on the show tomorrow. I can't tell you what it is yet out of respect for the person that's going to be kind of leading into it on social media. Just follow me on Twitter at CallDT. That's C-A-L-L-D-T. Follow me on Twitter today at CallDT. C-A-L-L-D-T. There's an announcement that's going to be happening on the show tomorrow at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time. And I can't tell you what it is right now. I've been sworn to secrecy, but I can tell you that it's tomorrow, Tuesday, June 26th at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and nowhere else. So just know that. Know that it's coming up tomorrow. And that I really want to tell you, but I can't right now. But... If you follow me on Twitter at CallDT, you will see the who the announcement is coming from. And 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time, this Tuesday, June 26th, we will be sharing that announcement exclusively live on the airwaves here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. So do not, do not forget to set your dial to listen in, to wait. Make sure you set your alarm, do whatever you got to do. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. You want to be listening in Tuesday, June 26th from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. A special announcement coming at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time on today's broadcast. Saudi Arabia taking on Egypt right now in the World Cup. It is 1-1 and we are at the half. 1-1 between Egypt and Saudi Arabia Uruguay versus Russia. Uruguay is up two to nothing. This is the game that I was hoping that Russia, or pardon me, I was hoping that Uruguay would take because right now it'll make things really interesting in the standings of it all. I want to let you know where things are at in the group standings for Russia and Uruguay in Group A, where it sits at right now, which is really cool, is that uh, they both have six points. Uruguay has a Plus two goal differential. Russia has a plus seven. But if Uruguay is to beat Russia, they will have nine points. Russia will have six. And Uruguay will go to the top of Group A, which I'd really like to see happen. I think it would be great. And then, you know, we got some other big games coming up today. Some huge games coming up today. I cannot wait for this. Iran and Portugal, as well as Spain and Morocco. They're both at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Iran and Portugal is on Fox. Spain and Morocco is on Fox Sports 1. And thank you to whoever in their crazy, 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 crazy minds figured out a way for Spectrum and Fox to work together and play nice-nice so that we can watch the World Cup. We'll take a quick step aside here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I'll get you set up for the rest of the week right after this fast break. So stay here with me to hear from Drysig Fan Hands and Utica Pizza. All of the great companies we're proud to work with in central upstate New York go above and beyond for the community. So listen in to them, hear what they have to say, and then we will round out the show in just a moment. This is a wake-up call fast break. For one day only, Sunday, August 12th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., the CNY Pop Festival brings sports and pop entertainers together, including Syracuse basketball's Decades of Bayheim, from Roosevelt Bowie Jr. to Daywan Coleman, as well as Syracuse football alumni and actors from The Flash, Star Wars, The Gremlins, Power Rangers, and The Addams Family. Come to the CNY Pop Festival at the F Shed at the Regional Market. Buy VIP and pre-sale tickets now on cnypopfestival.com. Brought to you by Honda City Liverpool, Utica Pizza Company, and True by Hilton Camillus. Gear up with the real deal at Dry Sig Apparel. 
creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu, but we'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens... They're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Going a couple minutes over today, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, every Monday through Friday. Make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. If you become a member on the live, on the live stream right here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You will never miss a live show again. You can chat with us in the live chat room. You can share your thoughts, ask questions, speak on topics. We only have two rules for those of you that are interacting with my company, and that is you justify your opinion and that you're respectful. We don't stand for any profanity, derogatory language, or personal attacks. So we will not respond to any of those, but we will respond to those that want to engage in good conversation no matter which end of the spectrum you're on. You could completely disagree with me, but if you justify your opinion and we could talk about it like two adults, I'll talk with you about it the whole show. So Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Members also get emailed when the show goes live, so you'll never miss a live show again. WakeUpCallDT.com is the hub for everything. The show archive of over 990 shows. You could get to Tune In Radio, the Podbean Podcast, the iTunes Podcast, and the RSS feed, as well as the Right Now page, which has over 500 articles on it and so much more. And quick links to Syracuse football, Syracuse basketball, fantasy football, and the fantasy football challenge in Syracuse and Orlando, as well as tickets for the CNY Pop Festival, the American Athletic Conference, the ACC. Quick links on wakeupcalldt.com's homepage. So make sure you check it out and go to the Central New York tab and learn more about all the great businesses that we're proud to partner with here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. With that being said, big time announcement from the recruiting ranks 
and that'll be coming out tomorrow on the show exclusively here on Wake Up Call. I can't tell you who it is. Out of respect for him, he's going to be announcing it on Twitter today, and you will get the first interview, the exclusive conversation on this announcement at 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time this Tuesday, June 26th on MixLR.com backslash wakeupcall. DT, you also have an interview with Theodore L.T. Lucas. He'll be on the show one-on-one with me tomorrow, and we'll have the ingredients to success. Proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company, and it's a Utica thing, every single Tuesday to round out the show, giving you ingredients to a successful life, to peace of mind, and so much more on numerous different topics. And then this Wednesday, the World Cup takeover will continue. World Cup Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time takes over the first hour of Wake Up Call with Zach Bowden. From there, we will move forward and we will have on Thursday's broadcast at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do, coaching with class with Katie Kalinske. Katie Kalinske spent seven seasons under Jim Beheim with the Syracuse men's basketball team. She joins us at 9.30 every single Thursday. And from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time every Thursday, we have Mike Sofka of HalloFameFantasyFootball.com with the Fantasy Football Power Hour. And on Friday's show... The Annoying Moment of the Week, proudly presented by Carvel DeWitt, starts off the show. The World Cup takes over significant sound bites at 9.30 with LJ Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson of Gilbo Realty and former professional soccer player. And then from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Collectible Corner with John Newman of Newman Sports Cards is live video and audio. If you want the live video feed to bookmark, go to facebook.com backslash live now DT. And that is where we shoot our live Facebook video. So we got you set for the week. There could be more surprises to come. A big time, huge announcement coming to you. 10.15 a.m. Eastern Time this Tuesday, June 26th. Make sure you're listening in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora. In the meantime, find us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT, and of course on WakeUpCallDT.com. And if you want to come to a great pop culture sporting events, one day only festival in Syracuse with boasting of over a baker's dozen number of guests to sign autographs, do panel discussions and take pictures with you. Plus interactive opportunities for families, children and adults alike. VIP grab bags, so much going on. Food, local vendors, cnypopfestival.com. Buy your tickets now. With all of that being said, have yourselves a phenomenal day. I'll speak with you tomorrow morning, and I'm sending you love, prayers, and positive thoughts. Have a phenomenal Monday, and always be good to yourself and good to other people. Take care, and God bless.